Welcome to the 10th break. Brian Suits here, AM 770 KTTH morning show. Uh, you're getting this because you're downloading the podcast for the 10th break. This is the stuff that just frankly too long for the radio. Most people are going to turn off and, uh, you know, tune in on Spotify or something. So did Biden inadvertently uh, leak that a ceasefire is impending at the end of the weekend? He had a uh, ice cream cone in his hand. He had uh, Seth Meyers, not a new hard news guy. Uh, late night host, uh, because Biden was in New York doing that show, taping that show, because it's not live, when he mumbled this through his ice cream. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Even CNN's Jake Tapper seemed to be surprised. That's a big announcement from the president uh, to be given in an ice cream shop. Uh, what role is the U.S. playing here? So is this news to the Israelis? Well, it, one part of it is not. That Biden wants a win uh, is not news. He he wants something to wrap his arms around and say, I, I did that. I did peace or whatever. Because that's why he's on the record saying that uh, he always thought the Israeli response was over the top. And that went like a lead balloon uh, in Israel. Because make no mistake, Netanyahu individually as a politician is unpopular, but as a wartime prime minister— the Israeli people are still behind him. That they're they're going to once and for all eliminate Hamas as a threat next door because that's always been what they've been, and that's why the Israelis guard Gaza. Um, if you when they've been saying, well, the Pal Palestinian people live in a large open air prison. Well, that's because of who governs them, Hamas. No one voted for them. If they did, that they had guns to their head back in two thousand seven. Um, so in October of last year, Hamas does that surprise attack. Surprise because they had been working with the Israelis. Uh, they they had pared down uh, their attacks and rockets uh, for the purpose of having more work permits allowed. Palestinians getting into Israel proper and working uh, working jobs. This was to make the Israelis compliant, and it did. It succeeded. Um, because it was a big surprise to them coming as it did at the end of one of uh, uh, Judaism's high holy days, Sukkot. And the murder of 1,400 people in cold blood on a Saturday morning, including babies, families huddling together, was a civilizational shock for the Israelis. Imagine if this had been biblical times, this would have been a book of the Bible. I mean, it was that elemental to be laying low entire families and things like that. So it required a, a all-encompassing solution, and that's what Netanyahu has provided. And the, Isra the Israeli people are on board with him that you can't have a two-state solution. You can't have a viable state next door with Hamas as its government. And I think most of the Palestinian people agree at this point that it was never going to happen. And this is sort of the, the uncomfortable truth is that most of the Palestinian people, either they've been taught in Hamas schools to think that way, that they must kill all the Jews and eliminate Israel, uh, hence the from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free thing, um, they, that they actually believe that, at which point, what do you do? So the Israelis have said, look, we're going to wipe out Hamas. If they shield themselves with you, that's on them. And that that is should have been Israel's number one message uh, since uh, late October of last year. 
but it, they've allowed popular news media to make it look like the Israelis are indiscriminately bombing women and children because the side effect of using them as human shields is that you wind up getting thousands of innocent civilians. Well, you know what? Hitler used German families as human shields. Messerschmitt, BMW, Opel, uh, Audi, the, they all the workers lived in walking dis- distance of the factory at a time when bombing wasn't precise. And the Germans knew that, but they did not depopulate their cities. They could have when they wanted to, but they did not. Um, and the United States did not hold off on bombing uh, a ball bearing factory uh, or a BMW engine plant or whatever just because they allowed workers to live right up against the factory. Um, not that I'm rationalizing killing civilians in 2024, but I'm saying that uh, Hamas has discovered through uh, long repetition and practice how to get the Israelis uh, to create collateral damage. For instance, put the rocket launching uh, facility or rack or pad right next to a kindergarten and the Israelis will shoot back. They will destroy where those rockets came from, but they won't do it within five inches of accuracy. They'll do it within 50 meters which would have been phenomenal in World War II, but it's not World War II. And so Hamas has have discovered that it's more and more difficult to make Israel shoot back. That's the entire basis of the Iron Dome, is that if the Hamas rockets are intercepted before they hit Israel, we won't have a need to strike back. Um, so fast forward to the president saying, well, there's a ceasefire coming. Uh, it is Tuesday. The Israelis have one more city to clear that they stated to clear. And this is to get the last of the Hamas guys to flush themselves out. And that includes uh, the <clears throat> leader of Hamas, Yahya Senwar, and his brother. That, those are the ones they want to get in handcuffs and, and, and put on trial. They are the silver and the gold medal for the Israeli operation. Uh, the bronze is killing anyone else who wants to fight. If Hamas, uh, for instance... Um, runs hiring for the UN payroll police force in Gaza, well, then kill them too. Uh, because most of the uh, Palestinian police have disappeared because they've gone underground because they are and have been Hamas all along. Hamas hands out the jobs. Uh, being a police officer in Gaza is a pretty sweet job. The money's good. The bennies are good. Medical. You, the UN provides all this stuff. And so Israel knows, and they have all the armor and troops they need for one more city, the city of Rafa, which is down by the Egyptian border. The Egyptians have reinforced their own gate there. Uh, they have zero faith in the Palestinians um, being able to, able to uh, protect themselves, um, and they're certainly not going to do it in Egypt. The Egyptians are not going to let the Palestinians in. Um, and the Israelis, by the way, are being very nice and not throwing anyone under the bus. The Israelis are not saying, hey, they could go to Saudi Arabia. Hey, they could go to Jordan. Hey, they can go to Egypt or Lebanon. But they're not. Um, the Israelis appreciate Egypt's cooperation in this uh, by not throwing them under the bus. But for people that are watching, you might be wondering, well, why aren't they being allowed into sanctuary in Sinai? Well, because they don't like the Palestinians. Um, the Saudis and the Jordanians don't like the Palestinians because they destabilize your country. They have a track record of doing that in, in Lebanon or uh, Libya or Tunisia or whatever. And so they're not. So the Israelis know they have until late Wednesday because they're going to say, we need to talk about this. It's not like the White House can on Sunday night say, we have a ceasefire deal and you're going to take it. Now, I mean, literally they could, but the Biden administration hasn't played that hard of ball. 
Uh, but if they start talking by Wednesday, uh, I, I'm sorry, by a week from now, Wednesday, um, tomorrow, or, or by Monday at the end of the weekend, I'll be surprised. But the Israelis will delay it. It's all going to depend on how they do. And the Israelis now have a pretty efficient operation underground and above ground about how to clear out a Palestinian city without causing 100,000 casualties or whatever Hamas says they're, they're doing so far, that the uh, civilians have discovered if they leave the town, if they leave the target area, the Israelis don't waste ammunition killing civilians, unlike Hamas. So uh, there was a bit of a surprise to the Israelis today, but if it does anything, if it has any effect, it's going to speed up an end of the resolu- a resolution to the conflict, and that is elimination of Hamas. So uh, adult Hamas-age guys uh, are dropping their weapons and putting on their sandals and stuff like that. The joke might be in Hamas uh, on Hamas because many of them have, before this, been in Israeli detention, and they have eye scans, biometrics, fingerprints, face scans. And so if they think they can just drop a rifle and say, no, I'm not in Hamas— Israel knows who was in Hamas last week. They have them in photographs. They have their DNA. They have their fingerprints. Um, And so if they are not killed outright, they'll be detained. But Israel has set up a victory condition, and that is Gaza without Hamas. And it's going to happen with or without Biden. Uh, So Biden is busy trying to control the damage out of Michigan where hundreds of thousands of Arab American voters uh, who are normally Democrats are writing in Um, uncommitted today, which would be a gigantic black eye to a Democrat who who needs to win Michigan to beat Trump. So there you go. Everything you need to know about the next five days, uh, Israel uh, and uh, Gaza, uh, and pass it on to your friends. Recommend the the podcast, the 10th Break podcast. And then maybe we'll get people addicted to the the radio show. Who knows? And uh, and streaming it, uh, at least. So thanks for tuning in at Dark Secret Place on the Twitter machine. Be back Thursday for another 10th break. Thanks for listening to me, Brian Suits, your morning show on AM 770 KTTH.